hello and welcome to Hmm Interesting Choice on the Radio for Scotland Network. It's a hard one out there, it's got to be quite a lot of sea on the lower east side and on the, 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 the north side, i got winds coming over the top. Today, today's episode, today's episode is Mumford and Sons, people. Enjoy. Today's episode uh, has the first to feature my new phone, which is slightly larger, gives me better access to Evernote. It's huge. We're, I've, we've got that iTunes money now, so this is where it's going. I'm investing in the show. Yep, we're registered on iTunes. You can search. I thought you were going to say we're a registered charity. <laughs> <laughs> we're registered we're charity on iTunes. On iTunes. But we accept money and we are for profit. We're we one t- of the for profit charities. We take cash, we do not take credit. <laughs> no. This is a band that I'd quite liked uh, when I first heard them back in 2009 and Mm. you were instantly very sceptical and unsure about the band. You were very hesitant. I had a healthy amount of scepticism of Mumford & Sons. I I believe it's healthy. Yeah. So I I knew that you probably hadn't listened to the first album. No, I still Um, haven't, I assure you. Yeah, that that would have been more difficult to do for this, I think, but this could just be our our Mumford & Sons episode. There are some parts of this album that surprise me with how very good art they are, but largely they confirm my view that Mumford & Son is a fucking boring band. This is a boring album to me. Some of the songs, I think... I don't know. Some of the songs uh, are can, a bit can, boring. Can we just take? Can we just take that review for the album? Like maybe give it to them to sell it. This album, uh. <laughs> a thing with Mumford and Sons that they do, and we'll probably realise as we go through track by track. Both of their albums are very front loaded. They stack the album yes, with songs in the I beginning. I heavily agree with that. And they tend to do a lot of the same types of songs they'll have songs that are really fast paced and foot stomping and they're the singles and they're really melodic and everyone likes those and then they have some ballads which some people like but then they just do towards the end of the album a bunch of boring ballads that's maybe what you're talking about there now don't get me wrong the banjo will be banging on this album that is just it's a very very good instrument on this album it's I prefer the banjo work winston's banjo work on the first album he's got some 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 of the stuff is good on this i'm doing a terrible defense of mumford sons let's talk about running out of lyric ideas a lot of symbolic walls on this album guys a lot of symbolic hearts ghosts and he's obsessed with eyes i counted like 20 references to eyes oh and every every single character and a Mumford and Sons song is not healthy. They are weak and tired. And a lot of the imagery for that... Pale. It sounds like a Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings type thing. This is basically Tolkien fan fiction. Yes, in a way. This is from a song layer. When he says the lyric, spit out some holy words. If you had an instinctual gut reaction to hearing me say that, wait until it's behind an acoustic guitar, a banjo, and somebody doing some vocals. There was a great interview by Father John Misty, a.k.a. Jay Tillman, but he was on Mark Maron's podcast talking about these new folk artists, and he came out with some hilarious stuff uh, just picking up on their lexicon that they used and 
what was the list of it? It was something about a brother's wisdom always comes up. Your Mumford and Sons are heavily guilty of that. Mumford and Sons basically have the best brothers in the world. Because <laughs> why are the brothers so smart? What? How? How do they know so much more? Maybe Marcus is developmentally slow. <laughs> Maybe he has some brothers that help him. That may explain a lot of the lyrical choices and the guitar. <laughs> His guitar works good. I don't think you can criticise I, I his guitar I work. don't criticise it. I just don't think it's particularly standard. He, it's good. It's good for what it is. It might be worth, at this point, reminding the viewer that we dropped the comedy section of the show. We're <laughs> oh, just a music right. review yeah. show. Uh, anyway, let's get into this album. Track one. Babel. Title track. Uh, this is a good song. I do like this song. Mm. It, this it, is your typical stomping yeah. Mumford & Sons song. Bear in mind, this is the first actual Mumford & Sons song I've listened to, so I listened to <laughs> Listen to it on purpose. Yeah, you know what? It's decent. It's, got, it's not the most traditional structure. They've done interesting things. There's mm. really good playing on the banjo, for instance. Yeah, uh, they the, kick the this off nice and energetically. Their first album, it was a strange choice. They had like a kind of uh, choir hymnal type song that was kind of slow but this mm. they really hit it and they've got an interest and in, out of uh, the gate out of the gate they come out swinging swinging, swinging the their gate banjos. swinging the gate um it's great song and great melody and things it's almost as if it's been designed in a laboratory for someone to put some music over a photo album video of some kind <laughs> like scientists worked and this is this is the perfect mathematical equation for that scenery but the the lyrics aren't amazing and they're, they're, ta- they're talking about sons here and unborn sons the watchman's sons okay yeah okay so what is this song about it's very vague it's about grace and joyce grace comes up multiple times in this album <laughs> grace is one of the most english words i've ever heard <laughs> that's that just i've never had a conversation where i've used the word grace there's not enough there's not enough detail in this song to figure out what it's about there's some nice characters like the the watchman's son mm. but uh, you, d- you don't need to know their audience doesn't need to know or want to know what want to go on yeah. they just want to hear an up-tempo song there's some catchy melodies they can stomp they can shout something maybe there's a repeating chorus that they, yeah uh, that they can shout out that's all they need they don't need to know who the watchman's son is can I also ask, because I haven't listened to the first album, I just heard some of their singles previously. Does he roar like that usually? <laughs> like a lion. He, he <laughs> leans into that roar like on a, this. He roars like a little lion man. Can we, can we play just a sample of him doing a bit of a roar on this song? I cry, Babel, Babel, look at me now. The old walls of my town, they come crumb. It's that's that's his vocal style. He he shout delivers. I only I was listening to the album again today in preparation for this, and then I that that was when I came to that realization. Oh, actually, he's a, he's a great singer, and he, he sings uh, uh, in a standard way a lot of the time. But now he's a, a lot of his singing is shouting, shout singing, 
It sounds energetic. It does. Watch it that. Does. Watch someone on stage shouting out their lyrics. Yeah. It's Man, he's, he's got to be very bored of doing that by now. Oh my God. I don't know how he does it. Let's go on to the next one. Whispers in the Dark. This is lyrically and rhythmically awkward as fuck. Mm. But that that's good. This is a good song. I do like this song. And I know what you mean about lyrically. <laughs> lyrically. Some of it seems a bit forced because he's rhyming. His pronunciation of the word chance is the second most English thing on this album <laughs> after his, like talking about Grace a lot. And he rhymes chance with once, is it? I can't remember all the different rhymes, but I think it's he, once he, and then it goes chance. Again, like the previous one, it's got nice imagery. There's like a devil in it. There's a little red devil, I presume. They do a lot of biblical references. They're known for that. This is about Noah's Ark, I presume. And he's talking about putting his sins in. I, I don't think that's what the... I don't think that's what Noah's Ark is for. You have to put your sins in two by two to the same them thing. up. I was waiting to get to that oh, point. You well. set me up. <laughs> We're going on to the next one. I Will Wait. Okay, first off, this sounds like it's a parody of what a Mumford & Sons song would be. Mm. This is like, it writes itself almost, I Will Wait. It, yeah. It, it's so empty lyrically mm. this song I, I don't know I mean that is a trite concept but these <sighs> I know I know they go for it because yeah. it's a trite concept I, I think this is one of the few ones where they're they're talking about some uh, something that's overused but they, they actually do a good job I, th- I think I'm not so annoyed by uh by that I will wait I'm not sure if that's the only reason I'm not massively against it is because the chorus is quite interesting. It's kind of offbeat. The the strums and things like you were saying. The last song was last one kind of threw yeah. you. That this one, I, like I wrote, I wrote it down. That the chorus is very kind of musically interesting. What it does with the tempo and when the kicks happen and stuff. Again, I am kind of at least musically on board with the album at, up till this point. Mm. Uh, let let me just go through the first lyrics to this song though. Well, I came home like a stone. He's rhyming home with stone. Mm-hmm. This is a good start. <laughs> he's gone down his home. He's rolling down the hill. He's and I fell heavy into your arms these days of dust. These are really bad lyrics. Rhyming very poorly. This are bad lyrics. <laughs> this are bad lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff about kneeling and forgiveness and... We're getting back into the biblical stuff here. I think they're going to church on this song. Yeah, if we're going over the lyrics again, I think this lyrically is much worse than the previous two, because the previous two had those little characters, mm. little bits of imagery. This doesn't. This just has. He goes home and waits for somebody, and that's it. Uh, anyway, I will not wait. Let's go on to the next song. Uh, Holland's Roads. This is where the album starts tumbling down a hill. Of Pretty fucking boring, mm. uninteresting songs. The stone's back. <laughs> heart like a stone. The, again, the heart is back. The heart has been referenced, at least in Babylon. Mar- Marcus Mumford takes on some kind of messiah role on this song. He apparently has been the victim of a very brutal person. Uh, he has taken all the pain and all the shame of somebody cutting him down. With none of the gain. None of the gain. I, I go into this album not wanting to like him because I don't really like this genre of pop folk, at least. 
and now on this song he's he's making himself out to be some kind of victim which does not seem to gel with what i would presume did you see he was a god as well though is he like a victim with a messiah complex I use like the Messiah complex as a reference just because he sounds like he's describing himself as Jesus. He takes all this cutting down, ah, okay. all this pain for the world. So what? Why doesn't that make him a attractive figure? Then the fact that he's he's talking about his weaknesses and things. Would you rather he came out and he's just... not talking about his weaknesses though. He's he he can only come off as a great person in this song. He's taken all the pain, and he will never be a bad person. There's no complexity to the character that he's building. Mm. He's just he's just the greatest guy. Well, where is Holland Road? I'm going to presume Holland. There's a road in Holland. <laughs> I also think this is needlessly long, this song. There's about four minutes, four minutes and change, and it, it, it's barely a three-minute pop song. I don't have time for it. Let's go on. Ghosts that we knew. This is a pretty spooky song, Martin. <laughs> I I knew you would love this song. <laughs> <laughs> There's ghosts in it that gave him such a fright. Man, that's spooky. Do you think it's Slimer? Like he was eating hot dogs and Slimer. That could have been who was irritating on Holland Road. Maybe this is a. Co- I have read that this is a concept album. Mm. I never actually got from the lyrics that the concept was that he's being haunted mm. by a g- 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 ghost. But we're back to Lord of the Rings now, where we're talking about ghosts and ancient things. And the lyrics on this, again, this is dreadful. You saw my pain washed out in the rain. Oh, that rhymes straight off the bat. Got a wee halfway rhyme there before he's even finished one line. Broken glass. Saw the blood run from Down my, my ass. What was, what was that, Jolurik? <laughs> Broken glass saw the blood run from my veins. He's rhyming rain with veins. Oh, I see what he did there. He's went for the old pain rain vein. Then, of course, later on. But you saw no fault, no cracks in my heart, and you knelt beside my hope, torn apart. Mm, torn apart by ghosts. Or by the Ghostbusters. On to the next song. Lover of the Light. This is the last song that I like in this album. And it's maybe my... I think it is my favourite song on the album. This is one they've had for a long time. So, like, I was a big fan of the first album and went to see a bunch of gigs. They had this song in the bag and they were working (laughs) on it. But the interesting thing about this is this was the song where Marcus went to the drums. Like, they had a drum kit, I think, just for this one song. Mm -hmm. And he just went insane on this drum kit and it was really good it's like so the, the drumming on it is good mm, I'm, I'm not sure if he drums on the, on this track but this is just one they've had in development for such a long time I, I really like this song a lot that's maybe not too much of a surprise because again some of the fucking ideas on this are seem very old and repeated on every other song like the idea of light the idea of cold people the idea of pale people and eyes the recurring idea of eyes uh people with their skin too tight people with marble eyes this is how he sees people lyrically you can criticize a lot of them but musically this is one of musically it's the best best songs it's probably my favorite song on it It, it's a lot more overproduced than back when i saw it at, at the gigs and things i probably preferred it back then this so, song features a shout out to Stephen Stills. I don't know if you noticed it. Nope. Uh, as the chorus says, 
But love the one you hold, and I'll be your goal to having to hold a lover of the light. See if you listen to the chord sequence on that bit, and especially when it starts with, but love the one you hold. That sounds exactly like love the one you're with. Oh, yeah. Oh, musically it sounds musically, the same as well? Musically, it is very uh, similar. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. I'd be interested to hear that back. Let's play a, a sample from it. So love the one you hold And I'll be your goal To have and to hold A lover of the light uh, I really like the kick at the, the kick. I've done wrong bit. Yeah, like the build up with a lot of crashing on drums mm. and there's there's some, there is something that sounds like a jazz flute or something in the <laughs> background, just airing in the background. Mm. It, it makes a nice little tone. Great chord progression, like we descending riff thing that they have as well. Uh, it's the best song. It's, it's difficult to criticize this one. Let's just criticize the rest. On to the next one, Lovers Eyes. <laughs> one of their slow ballads. Have we had have we had any slow ballads yet? Is this your first experience Maybe of the Whisper Mumford slow ballad? Maybe in the Dark could be described as a slow ballad. Because mm. I'm going, I think this is pretty similar to that song. Their gigs, if you ever go to one, they just play like three or four stompers. <laughs> they play one of these songs and the crowd is physically restless. <laughs> they can't cope. Uh, it, it, it's a real shame because it they've, they've done it to themselves. It, it must be so hard to go... They, they can develop an album where it, there's um, a pace that develops throughout and it can rise up and go down and you can make a nice piece of work from that. But see, once you get known for doing fast foot stomping songs and you do that at a gig, that's all people want to <laughs> hear because they feel good when that's happening. It's another song about eyes. Why is there so many songs about mm. eyes? The previous song was about eyes. Neath the curse of my lover's eyes. Neath. Again, using the word neath. neath. Let us go on to the next song. Another ballad. The another crowd ballad. are very restless at this point. They want, to, <laughs> they want to get another foot stomper. This is track eight, Reminder. Um, darken your door. This this sounded like um this sounded like a Randy Newman song initially. This it's this is a very standard progression. Yeah, and that's fine as long as you mix up somehow but they use this to do nothing it's boring lyrics again about being lost traveling it could be a randy newman song it's, it's just very throwaway let's go on to the next song hopeless wanderer i burst out laughing on this song guess when i have no idea i i just wrote down uh oh hold on <laughs> i have I a phone here do you when. want me to hold it is it one minutes 40 yes can we play the sample from that right Hold, now? Can I just set this up Preamble, a bit more? Yeah. So there's, this is another ballad and album's kind of dragging just now. Yeah. But talking about how Mumford have became quite stereotypical for this type of music, the stomping things, this is just forced in like it's a Jimmy <laughs> Fallon sketch. It, it's starting off with just such an over-earnest beginning. And then just this riotous stomping's kicking at a totally different pace. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. Let's play it. 
Let's talk about the pronunciation of words again. Now, I hope you have the same notes here, because I wrote down the lyrics for one part where he says, hold me, the lyric sheet. Hold me fast. The lyric sheet officially says, hold me fast. What Marcus Mumford says is, hold me fast. <laughs> hold me hold fast. Me fast. What's a first? Or is he, is he, is he mispronouncing, uh, mispronouncing <laughs> first? He's mince, mince pronouncing. <laughs> He's mispronouncing. Uh, what I what I presume is fart, rather than fast. <laughs> so you think he's saying, "Hold me fart." Hold me fart. Hold me fart, because I am a hopeless wanderer. <laughs> Who's he asking to hold it? Physically hold it? He's asking <laughs> someone else to hold. He's asking his brother to hold his fart. His brother has a lot more experience than him, <laughs> so he's a good person to ask. Uh, I will say that I, I did enjoy the guitar tone. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the guitar tone. <laughs> like that this is the funniest part of the episode where we're just mince pronouncing words. I like so what did tone. you like about the guitar tone? <laughs> uh it's it's not distorted, but it's just slightly overdriven. It's that nice sort of clipping tone. Mm. Even if it's playing like a ridiculous mm. song. Uh, and this song up till near the end does not feature a banjo. But you just know he's sitting there waiting to demonstrate exactly why the banjo is in the guitar in this band and not a guitar. Just hits out with this really quick, fun, intricate, bouncing banjo. Mm. Um, I like it. I think it's well played, and I like the tone. The public like the tone. Okay, I can accept that. Let us go on to the next song, Broken Crown. Now, th- this is another ballad, but it's more of a dark ballad, <laughs> so it's a different type of thing. Uh, but it's a good change of pace and tone. The imagery is ridiculous. <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that... Uh, they've talked about the heart a lot on this album. Up to this point, it's just all hearts. They throw in some lungs on this song. Different organ. Mix it up. On to the next song. Below My Feet. 
That's just a vanilla ballad. Can we just skip this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. On to the next track, Not With Haste. Again, songs about eyes. I, I, I feel like I'm going mad. I feel like he's <laughs> obsessed with eyes. It, this is dragging so much at this at this point. I keep adding... This, another a vanilla ballad about stuff we've already talked about. I tried to I tried to do this song and had to keep replaying it because like first lyrics just go through and I can't I can't keep up with what he's saying. The problem is the it's not are. it's not even that it's just unoriginal. It's unoriginal for them within the same album. Yeah. Even if it was unoriginal in their canon or or just the canon of music. Canon music. Yeah. Fine. Or even, even even if it was on their last <laughs> album, that's fine. Even, in, their can, in their own canon. Even if it was a repetition of something that they had done on side A. Mm. But this is a repetition of what we just heard. Now, officially, on the UK release, no bonus tracks, this is the final song. What do they do with the final song? They don't do a build-up. Mumford & Sons choose their final song on the album to not do a build-up. That that is counterintuitive. Mm. At a minimum, it's counterintuitive. It's because they're front loading. Exactly. A maximum is fraud. Mm. On to the next track. Yeah. So the, the album's over now. So this is the thirteenth track. This is the thirteenth track. Is this a different vocalist on this song? Um, if it is, then I'm happy with that person to be the vocalist. This isn't the one as a, a sort of duet, is it? Mm, I'm not sure that it. Uh, well, it sounds like there's maybe more than one vocalist, so perhaps, for mm. those below. No, but I think it, or uh, I should really know this, I haven't listened to this today, but I, I thought it was just Marcus harmonising with himself. There is more than one vocalist on this, and I thought maybe he is on it, but that the other vocalist is definitely higher in the mix. Mm. So I thought, give that guy the role, he's better than this. The lyrics on this are much better. Uh, stronger now. Um, they're much more interesting. I would, um, n- I would not say that. This, uh, this is it's more complex chord progression and melody, and there's nice finger picking. Mm. Musically, we're getting a bit better. Lyrically, we're getting a bit better. But the album's already over the last track, so yeah. On to the next song, which is "The Boxer" by Paul Simon. Great song. I, my mind was blown by listening to the song. There's all these details. There's all this narrative you can follow. Great structure. Great structure. I was... It was so comforting to listen to a song again with content. And then a great slide guitar part, and you're like, oh, that's really good. And then you just discover, oh, wait, that's Jerry Douglas playing that slide (laughs) guitar solo. Like, there's a reason why that uh, that sounds so good. It's so jarring to hear this after what we've listened to. This seems to be... The style of mum, a uh, style of song that Mumford and Sons have been aiming for, yeah. But they're just not as unique or as talented as they, Simon and Garfunkel. Maybe Garfunkel. <laughs> maybe they could do Garfunkel's job. Do you think they're the Garfunkel of uh, New Folk? <laughs> I believe they are the Garfunkel of New Folk. See if they did like Simon and Mumford, that'd probably work. That'd be decent. Simon and Son. <laughs> On to the next track. Where are you now? This was so clearly meant to be the final track on the album. It just You think so? Why? I think so. It's just it's a lot downbeat. Um, yeah, it's bl- it's very bland this one. Yeah, it's incredibly bland. But on this on this song, people are comfortable when the song structure is predictable. I think that's why a lot of people like yeah. the folk music. They know the progression. 
they know the rhyming structure is going to be telegraphed. There's not a lot of surprises, and people don't like to be surprised. It's nice when they're just Whoa. have a nice Jesus. They just have a nice, calm, listening experience. Maybe we should put a very loud siren in there. <laughs> to scare people? To scare people. Mm. Anyway, that is the end of the album. Um, let's go to our review. Um, you, you are a f- you're kind of a fan of this band, aren't you? Yes. I, I used to be a, a, a great supporter of this band, and now I'm slightly more sceptical, but I, I'd still buy their new albums coming out and things. Did you like, dislike, love or hate this album? I, I like this album. I, w- I would have liked them to... Something we didn't really talk about is the fact that their first album was so huge and there was so much expectation on them. There was that difficult second album that they had to come up with. Sophomore they, effort. They could have pushed the boat out and did something experimental, but instead they just decided to try and hone their Mumford & Sons sound and just do lots of ballads and front load album so do you think you would recommend this album or would you not recommend it i wouldn't recommend it i'd recommend the first album to people that's that's still good and there's still songs that i'd i'd listen to yeah the caves it's a good song i'll take your recommendation under advisement but i dislike this album and i i think it's failure i do not recommend it uh, I've heard better things about the first album, but I, I'm very cynical towards this band, and this was not a good entry point to them. If you don't like what like some bands like U2 and Coldplay are, I would charge Mumford & Sons with the crime of doing that same thing. Yeah. They seem like the U2 slash Coldplay of the folk scene. I'd like to see them with a new producer and just someone that's going to push them to, to do something a bit different. I'd like I'd like them to see try and uh, to try and see them do more of an indie rock album or something weird or a reggae album. We'll catch them next time when they do the reggae album. That will be our next Mumford album. But until then, this is interesting choice. You can listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or follow us on Twitter, which is HMN Choice. HMN Choice.